the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. Welcome to another edition of the College Planning Podcast, the College Planning Edge. This is Andy Lockwood, and today we're going to be talking about something a little different. Normally we talk about how to get into college, how to pay for college, test prep, and things you do to be successful leading up to college. Um, today we're shifting gears and talking a little bit about, well, what happens next? Because there's so many times um, that Pearl and I see when kids go away to college, they get into their dream schools, maybe even with a nice merit scholarship, and then a week or two goes by and we start hearing the signs of trouble, of kids not loving where they're at or having a hard time with their schoolwork or maybe even um, you know, not knowing how to organize themselves. And this is very common. So what I wanted to do today was to bring in one of our uh, key team members here at Lockwood College Prep, Ms. Debbie Hunter, who is a specialist on helping kids organize themselves both before and during college. So, Debbie, are you on the line with me? I am. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. You are always invited. Thank you. Give, give me a little bit of background just quickly for, for, for people listening. Um, I know you're, you're in charge of the resource room at a local high school here, but um, before that you were in actually in editing, right, magazine editing? I was an editor for a fashion magazine in New York City, and uh, I hosted many fashion shows in New York City in the world off when it was open, and had the opportunity to interview top designers, that are still top designers today and help them actually promote their first line that must be interesting. of okay. clothing. Yeah. It was amazing. Cool. But and teaching was, was my thing. Was there editing? In, in, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought you were involved with magazine editing also. I did. I actually I did the whole interview process, writing process, and editing process. Good. Okay. And then how long have you been um, in education now with, with the uh, Syosset school system? And now I'm aging myself 30 years. <laughs> well, you could have started when you were 12. <laughs> I wish. Okay. Okay. So um, anyway, so, so Debbie's, you know, she's seen it all, and um, she's been a big help to our clients over the last uh, few years. So I wanted to talk today about, um, and, and when we were talking offline, we were talking about a specific um, client. Who, so why don't, we, why don't we start there with um, a client of mine whose name is Chris. We're not going to give last names. His son is really super bright, and he got a, a like literally a full-ride scholarship to um, a, a very good um, engineering and technical school here in the New York area. And um, then he went to a private high school. Uh, and but the, the dad, Chris, was very concerned that his son was not going to be able to maintain the GPA required for the scholarship. So he felt it was. Uh, so he asked me if I knew anyone who could help him and uh, you know to keep him organized and on ta- on task because Chris felt he'd never really learned how to write a paper or had ever learned really how to organize himself and study. And he felt it would be worth the investment in terms of protecting that um, tuition that he, you know, was paying, as well as the 
uh, or at least the room and board, as well as the scholarship that he received. So he reached out to me, and then I connected him with you. And what did you find about his son? Okay. So basically what I found, I found a very bright young man who had no idea how to organize himself and put his priorities in order. Um, The first thing we did was we set up a Google Calendar. We actually set up the Google Calendar where I was able to um, watch it for the first couple of sessions so I was able to follow up and see what he was doing and making sure he was inputting everything that belonged on the calendar. So the first week we met, we spent uh, a couple hours on the phone, honestly, and we color-coordinated each of his courses throughout the entire year for the semester. So we took the first course he was taking, a very difficult uh, uh, math class, and we actually put in every day that where his assignments were from the syllabi that all of his professors gave him. So what happens is all these students get you know, four or five different syllabi, and now they don't know where to begin. And they have them, but they can't follow through. So my best bet is that you either set it up on a Google Calendar on a daily basis where the student can go and see, well, in the color green, whatever, let's say it was a social studies class, they could see, well, this is what I have to do every day for the next, for the entire semester. We input everything that the professor mandated. Then we went to the math class, and we did the math class in the color red. And it really seemed to help him. We even got to the point where um, this young man was very involved in a fraternity, and he was responsible for taking a bunch of young men out for breakfast. And we even incorporated that into the schedule because between all the – really, everything this young man did was in his schedule, and it was great. We actually put dinner in his schedule, so we knew because he had a really nice scholarship and he didn't want to lose it. And that, that was really important to him. But his other responsibilities were just as important. He wanted to be involved in his fraternity. He did have a position in his fraternity. And he also wanted to be involved in school. And he wanted to be able to have some kind of social life. So we actually, every week, I would call him. But what was really interesting is that he was having a little trouble in his math class. And I suggested to him on one of our phone calls that he send an email or go speak to the TA that was associated with his um, math class. Well, the next day I called him to see if he made that phone call or the email, and he said he didn't. Well, at that point, I made him send the email. He see me, so I saw that he actually sent the email to the teaching assistant, and we waited for the response. A few days later, Chris and I got together on, via phone, and I said, what did, the, what did the TA say? He goes, well, I never really heard back from him. I said, do you have his phone number? He said, yes. You need to call him now. So while he was on the phone with me, we actually called the TA, who recommended a tutor, and we called the tutor together, and we set up a time. If I didn't do that, I will tell you, he would have never reached out to this professor or the, the tutor. He would have sat on it until he probably failed the first test. And it, it was great. 
I kidding you know, him as if sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's like you know, it's, it's almost like you're in loco parentis. You know, you're you're the one who is kind of stepping in and identifying the issue before it becomes a real issue with a failed test, and at some point his dad or his mom have to have to find out about it. And and you know, my other comment is, you know, you, you're the way you're describing with the color coding and all that. First of all, I know I don't know any guy who who would do anything like that. I'm not saying anything other than. They just wouldn't do it. I, I see how incredibly helpful it is, and I kind of wish, <laughs> I kind of wish you were, you taught me how to study back back when I was in school. But but then, even if the system is is great, which which it is, the next part of it is is what was missing with with Chris's son, which was the implementation of it. And you held them accountable, so that I think that's equally important to the organizing. And the other thing we also did, which was really interesting, he felt that he wasn't going to look at the calendar, which is also another difficulty thing for students to do. So in the beginning, we created a time slot during every day because we, we, we looked at his time and he says, where are you every day at one certain time? And we tried the morning and that wasn't working. He came to the time at 5.30. At 5.30 every day, he was usually back in his room. And that was the time where he would go open the calendar. And he'd also take a pad, which I had suggested, and write down the things he has to do for the next day. So instead of not only having on the calendar, he'd have like a little, like a little composition book where he was able to write down daily things so he wouldn't get something. Because the next thing you know, you're in the dorm room or in the apartment or wherever a student is. And all of a sudden, two guys come over or two girls come over and we're hanging out. All of a sudden, we forget we don't want to turn on our computer in front of our friend, but the piece of paper is there and, and he'll have it. He'll always have, I call it like the little Bible, and I don't mean it, you know, religious-wise. It's just a book that will let him know, oh, my God, I'm going to have a test tomorrow. I've got to get rid of these guys. I can't hang out with them now. Because yeah, it, that's, so, it, that's so important because, uh, f- you know, first of all, when kids go away to college, not only uh, are they, you know, a lot of them unprepared for how to actually write papers, which is something I want to talk to you about and, and get everything done, but also they're, they're really, for the first time, um, like a lot of, for a lot of kids, they're coping with, or they have to learn how to cope with immense amounts of free time that they never had when they were in high school because everything was super scheduled from, you know, sometimes before 7 o'clock in the morning all the way through clubs and activities and sports, you know, until 8 o'clock at night. Or so. so when you go to college, it's, it's not like that, and there's, there's a lot of opportunity to, you know, get into trouble or to blow things off. Uh, so I think that's a very important uh, aspect that, that you help with and kids need to, and parents need to realize. The other thing that strikes me is that um, it's so funny. Like we think of kids as being so digital, you know, with all the uh, Instagram, Snapchat, and you know, all these, all these other things. You're, you're having him use a Google Calendar, which he sounds like he never used before. But he's also going analog. He's also writing stuff down, which I think also serves to reinforce the you know his memory. That he, and just the act of writing something down is a lot different than just clicking on stuff. So I, I think that probably helps. Because sometimes the phone is, is too distracting to some of the students. I have a student that I'm currently working with at Fairleigh Dickinson, and he actually put does, can't use the Google Calendar, and we made one of those big calendars. 
that you can buy. You know, it's usually one of those big desk calendars. It's, you know, it's like 18 by 18. Yeah. And it's hanging up on his wall in his dorm room with everything on it because it was too small for him to figure out. Sure. So, All right, now, can we switch to the, to the actual um, writing papers thing? Because I, I found that a lot of kids go to college and they, oh, they don't know first, how to write a paper? <laughs> yeah, either uh, like a research paper or you know, a, lo- a long paper that you might get assigned as a, you know, as a term paper or something like that. So right. you, do, you, do you agree? They don't know how to. They've been taught in, they have been taught in the high schools. I can, I can vouch for that. But the problem is they're taught step by step by step. And now all of a sudden they have five courses and who, does they, who gets how do they get help? Well, first of all, they really need to know, and I can't stress this to every student, there are writing centers at every single college. So besides me calling me for help, there are writing centers. They are free. Any student is entitled to walk into these writing centers for help. All it takes is a push from, from somebody like me, and not from their parents. Um, I want to just touch on one thing. My husband said something when I was on the phone with Chris and another one of the students. He goes, you're like a, like a mom on the phone with them, except for I'm not their mom. So they listen. That's the difference. I'm not nagging them, but I'm really doing exactly what a parent would do, but a parent can't do but once a child goes off to college because they don't want to hear from them. They know it all until they get into trouble. And now they have to write this research paper, and they don't know how to go about it. Because in school, in high school, we printed out all of the resources. Well, now they have to go to the library in their building. But they really don't even have to go to the library because everything, their libraries, most libraries and colleges are all digital. Mm -hmm. So you can get your sources via your computer logging in onto your log site. And anybody can help you because all you need is their passcode, and they can help you as well, you know, look through the, through the research. But I always say to the student, highlight what you need, mark it down, clip it and paste it, and put it in a Google document so you know where you're getting the information from. It's a, it's a hard process for them to understand, so you're almost where you're sitting them and guiding them. You're on a Google Docs, Doc blanketed statement. And let's say they're doing a research about some artist for some reason because they have to take all different kinds of courses their first year. So they have to go and once they get the site, they have to get the site and paste it and clip it into that Google document, take that quote, put it in their Google document. Because they have to cite everything. They cannot plagiarize at all or they will get thrown out of school because everything has to be typed and it is sent in through the school. So once a paper is submitted to a teacher online, it is checked to make sure it's not plagiarized. So, so if someone has a, let's say, a 15-page, you know, research paper or the equivalent, um, I, you know, I, th- I think it doesn't do much help to go into the writing center the day before it's due. When, no, when, they have to start weeks before. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when do you when do you recommend, you know? Uh, like, if they know they have a 10-page paper due in, let's say, uh, so I'm just trying to think, to where October 1st, 
they have it's midterms are coming up, so they they might have a paper due during the midterms. Well, they better have started collecting the information. And would you otherwise give them they're a going to be in trouble? Of, would you give them a schedule of okay, you're going to collect information until you know this date, and then on this date you're going to start outlining, and then does it, does it work? We like would that? set up a schedule. Yes. Remember, we have to set up that's course one. You have four other courses. So you have to really be able to lay it out. I've, I've done it with kids in Ohio where everything's we, – we set up everything. I recently had a student last year who was at CW Post, fell behind. We had catch-up. Every week she was catching up on all her papers. You can't write a five-page paper the night before. And uh, expect not, to a get an a. Yeah, right. not a good one. I know I can't do that, and I could write, and I really could do that if I had to. Yeah, yeah, but at what cost, right? Right, yeah. up all night. And these kids yeah. can't stay up all night because then they can't function the next day. No. They think they can, but they can't. What do, you, what do you think is the biggest problem when kids go to college and they don't succeed? Is it, is it this kind of overwhelm? Is, is it something else? Like, you've seen it it's all. all. Not only overwhelm. I just had a student come home from Quinnipiac, lasted two weeks. Um, unfortunately, uh, this is just a student that I know. I, I tutored the student while he was in high school. Roommate issue. Mm. A roommate issue. So yeah. learning how to deal with a roommate is really, really important. You know, if you have this roommate that is up all night long and you need to sleep, you have to work something out with this roommate. Sure. You're stuck yeah, with it's not this necessarily uh, a calendar issue, but you know, maybe in a way, uh, you know, have scheduling time so you're out at the library away from your. Yeah, room. maybe that's it's a way really to, important. To deal with no, it. it's really, really, really important. I, you know, I also find a lot of times that when I hear about roommate issues, they're really disguised as something else. You know, or, or that's that's not the real issue. The real issue is you know, kind of being overwhelmed, or you know, feeling like you don't belong at that college because you're you're, you're falling behind, and the roommate's just sort of like a convenient you know t- type of thing. I'm not saying that happens all the time, but I, I've definitely sensed that. Um, uh, you know what? Right, so you don't know. You, you don't know. You know, there are right. a lot of things that go in. There's a lot of pressure for these students. That you know, they they want to make it into their dream school, their reach school. And now you have to stay in. Sure. Yep. Um, all right. So, so uh, is there any other any other bits of advice or tips you, you want to give before we wrap up here and, and give people your contact info? Um, just to make sure that they really the kids parent the kids have to understand that once um, a student goes off to college, parents really don't have much of a say. They can't call the teacher. They can't call the school and ask, "What's my child doing?" So they have to come up with some agreement where, you know, you need to follow up and see how their grades are, see what they're doing. Do they need the help? You know, come up with a deal. Listen, I want to have access to your grades and your curriculum. And if you do write the first, you know, first semester, I don't need to have access to it. Because you don't want to write a check, you know, for 20000 30000 or $40,000 and throw it out in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a scary thought, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting to me just the whole like psychological dynamics of it too, because you know a lot of 
kids or there's the first time they're expressing some independence and they're you know kind of breaking free of the parents and then they get to school and they realize oh you know what i think i need a little bit more help but sometimes pride gets in the way or you know or something something like that um and i, and I by the way i also see the opposite i'm sure you do too the opposite end of the uh the the continuum sometimes you know, kids are so dependent on their parents or the tutors that they left behind that kind of artificially prop them up to get good grades. But in, in either case, there needs to be this bridge or transition to growing up, putting on the big boy, the big girl pants, and learning how to manage your, your own time. And um, with the example that we started out this episode by talking about Chris, Chris's um, kid, uh, you're done with him, right? I mean, pretty pretty much. I, I finished you, you, with him. Yeah. I think I had maybe five sessions with him when we were done. Yeah, right, which is perfect because and I'm sure you'll touch base with him again at some point if he kind of falls off the wagon. You know, hopefully he won't, but uh, you know, maybe he will. But this is not. This is sort of a transitional thing. That's the way I look at it. And um, you know, I think it's it it just it just depends on what each kid needs. But if you can just you know get them on the right path and help them you know bridge that that chasm between right. high school and college, and then duck out of the picture you know as soon as they're ready to to stand on their own two feet, I think that's terrific. And most parents know if you have tutors coming in high school you know three times a week, you you can't go from three times a week to nothing. Right. It's a but, very you know, abrupt. But schools, but yeah. as I said, as much as you know, I do this do this. There's so many resources at college that sometimes kids just need guidance of how to find those resources. Yep. Good. Okay. So give us um, your email and uh, or your phone or both or whatever. However, I'll give you, you my email. My my email is um, <clears throat> well. I have two things. So my eaters, my email is tutors at interactiveteach dot com, and I'll spell that just in case. Tutors, T-U-T-O-R-S, at interactive, I-N-T-E-R-A-C-T-I-V-E, teach, T-E-A-C-H, dot com. Good. Okay. I'll post that in the show notes to this uh, to this episode. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions about, about um, getting help for your kid who's in college, or even um, you know if you if you feel like your high school kid needs organization, uh, you know Debbie is that that's really what she does most of the time. So, but she does both equally well. I do. Yeah. So thanks a lot for. Thank you everyone. for Thank having you, me. Debbie. I appreciate it, and yeah. I will talk to you soon. Thank yeah, you. This is nice and short and sweet, and thanks everyone for Perfect. listening. And stay tuned for another episode of the College Planning Edge. And if you like the show, please leave us a review in iTunes. We appreciate it. All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Okay, bye. Hi, this is Andy Lockwood. Don't forget to visit our website, LockwoodCollegePrep.com, for some more free, valuable information on how you can multiply your chances of admission to your dream colleges and qualify for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships along the way. Visit LockwoodCollegePrep.com for information on our free upcoming workshops and webinars and to download a copy of our number one best-selling book, How to Pay Wholesale for College. That's LockwoodCollegePrep.com. Bye-bye.